Welcome to the Homeschool with Ease podcast. I'm Nancy McHale, and if you're looking for practical ways to teach your children, plan your curriculum, and gain the mindset you need for homeschooling, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. I wanted to remind you that my program, Thrive, is starting this Thursday, November 17th. In Thrive, I will be going over simple yet effective strategies on teaching your kids. Teaching your kids math, reading, writing, social studies, science, all of the things. And I will be giving you simple yet effective strategies that you can implement with your kids. They will include videos, short and sweet videos, because I know us parents are super busy and we don't have time to just sit and watch videos, but these videos will be straight to the point. They will teach you how to teach and how to implement these effective strategies on teaching your kids. These videos will also be turned into podcast episodes so that you can listen to them at your own time, wherever you are. You'll also have access to weekly group coaching. So you can come in and ask questions on what, how to teach things, what to do, how to plan, or just sit and listen to the others ask questions. You will also have access to ask me questions in between sessions. So you'll have all around support. You don't want to miss out on this program. Visit buildaproject.net, click on Available Offers and Thrive, and I cannot wait to see you there. Again, it starts Thursday. You still have time to sign up, and I can't wait to get started. Welcome to another episode of the Homeschool with Ease podcast. My name is Nancy McHale, and I have a very special guest today, Rebecca Corretto. She is the founder of Intelligy, and she is an academic success coach who has a passion for empowering children. Welcome, Rebecca, and thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> do you? Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what you do, how you work with children, and the strategies that you use? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Miss Rebecca, I, I go by Rebecca. I mean, you know my name, Rebecca Credo, but I go by Miss Rebecca to my students. And so, what I do with academic success coaching, it's a whole child approach when it comes to learning. So, what that means is I work in tandem with parents and the child. So, I call that the trinity of success because I believe I that the way a child transforms in their education with whatever they're struggling with, it's it's not, they're not able to transform without not just me, but their parents, because their parents are going to be with them for the rest of their life. And I only get a short amount of time with them. So I work with both parent and child on mindset. So that can be through uh, having developing a growth mindset. So when a child says, oh, I can't do something or I'm not smart and having that consistency of a routine every single week and reminding them that they are, they are not their grades. They are, they they are, they are, they are a genius. I always call my children geniuses and I remind them with these, uh, they're called positive affirmations. And so I remind them with every session, we start with those, like I am smart, I am creative, I am unique, I am a leader. And also for parents, they get that homework as well, where they're speaking life over their children, because a lot of the times I believe 
as parents, you know, you're so busy, you have so many things going on, you're taking your children back and forth to school, extracurriculars, you're their chef, you're their chauffeur, you're their healthcare provider, you're like everything to them and a therapist. And it's like, and on top of that, it's like, oh my gosh, now I have to help them with homework and you're exhausted. And so I created an academic success coaching program to help families become stronger and more unified. Um, Because a lot of the parents I work with, they weren't they aren't really necessarily well-versed in how the education system works. And so, yeah, so it includes mindset. It also includes social skills like bullying or um, there's also like uh, also speech techniques. So some, some of my students, they have trouble with sounding out certain letters like the TH sound, SH, and I'm not a speech pathologist, but I just love helping in any way that I can. So I observe the way their mouth forms and then I'll show the parents techniques that they can implement on a daily basis. Another thing is of course, yes, tutoring them. So that is a big aspect of it. Yes, they're academics. So if they're struggling in reading or writing or math, I help them with that aspect, but it's not just the academics because it's mostly their mindset. So if a child is struggling in a certain like let's say they struggle with writing and and they don't know the foundational skills it's like okay well if they're not willing to learn those foundational skills i have to i have to empower them with a growth mindset first to even get there and so i use their genius whatever they love to play with so if that's legos or dinosaurs or barbies or trains whatever they love i make each lesson personalized to them and i include their toys or their interests so that way they become engaged and they love to learn and then we get into the learning aspect and that's how their progress just continues to develop and progress and then over time after the program's over they no longer need me about 80 percent of the time um the other 20 percent they either like just want to keep me on or they do need a little bit extra help and so but it's helpful because at the end I'm able to give parents all the tools throughout the whole entire program so that way they're not feeling overwhelmed or in the dark anymore they're like okay I'm going to keep on continuing these strategies that Mr. Becca already gave me and I'm just going to be consistent and so they have something at the end to just continue to flourish and thrive alongside their children. Wow. I love how it's like an all encompassing program that you have. Like, so are your tutoring sessions with the parents the whole time? Um, No. So the parents are um, present. However, the sessions are with the child. And so towards like the end of the program, I'll have the parents like I'll I'll let them know like, hey, I want you to sit in on this session so you can see how I'm doing it. And then so that way when we're done, like you're going to do the same thing over and over. So they have a visual, they'll record it too. So they they have a video and Mm -hmm. they're able to implement it. Like just this past week, I had one of my students end a program and oh my gosh, I'm so proud of her because multiplication was super challenging for her and she's a visual learner. However, it it wasn't working with the visuals I was creating. So with her, this is something brand new that I decided to try because her mom had said that it worked for her when she was younger. And so what I'm finding out is that a lot of the families I have the opportunity to work with, it's it's like the parents are healing their inner child in a sense because the parents are like, oh, I had struggled with that when I was younger. And, you know, I thought this and this. And so I'm able to, I'm able to help their children even 
better because I know their experience as a child. And so, and then they're able to, to tell me things like, oh my gosh, like I never had these opportunities when I was younger from my parents, but now I can give it back to my child. And so that was just so amazing to include the mom in on that too. So we put music on, we put her multiplications around the table, her facts around the table. And we, so every multiplication fact, like let's say we're working on our threes, we had a different song and then the fours was another song. And so we're, we're singing the multiplication fact to the beat. And then we're also like slapping it with our hand. And then, and, and then also at the same time, we're going over the flashcards and the rainbow tracing. And so just having that consistent routine every single time for the same fact, but it's a different song. Like it really helped her flourish and she passed her threes. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Like we had been working on it for like two weeks and everything we tried wasn't working, but the music, the music worked. That's interesting. So what subjects do you work on specifically? It's reading, ELA, writing, and math. So just the four subjects. I don't focus on social studies or science or his, uh, well, history, social studies, same thing. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. So, um, so ELA just for references, English language arts. Um, so basically you focus on reading, ELA, writing, and math. So like a lot of times I see homeschool parents struggle with even getting their child to want to read. Like, you know, they have no interest. They So what, what do you do when they don't have an interest in wanting to do something? I actually see it for writing. I see it for all subjects, but mostly reading and writing. Okay. But what do you do when they don't even have an interest in it at all? So when they don't have an interest, when I first start with them, I don't even have them read a book. I don't even show them a book yet. And it's, and so the reason why I know that they, they, they hate it, they say they hate it or they don't like it is because when they are given a book, and this is where I find there's a lot of discrepancies with like reading levels, because they'll get, let's say they're a second grader and they'll get a second grade book. However, it has some challenging vocabulary in there from a higher grade that it's not really a second grade level. And so they already feel defeated and they're just like, oh, like I can't read it. And mom or dad is reading with them and they're trying to do their best, but they don't know the patterns and the sounds of words and how to break it up either. So they're just like, oh, it's this word. And they just give up and say the word. And then the child just feels defeated and they feel guilty and ashamed for not being able to read in front of their parents because they want to show their best to their parents. And a lot of the times the kids will let me know, like, I don't want to let my mom or dad down. And I'm like, you're never going to let them down. But to a child, they think very, um, like, um, uh, I don't know what Your I'm tunnel vision. tunnel vision. Thank you. Yes. So they have <laughs> tunnel vision. And so they can't see past the future or the past, they just see right then and now, like, oh, I'm a failure. Or I can't do this. And so I remind the children like, hey, like, and like, so when they hate reading, I show them like, okay, well, let's go ahead and go back to the foundational skills. Well, in the beginning of the program in general, I start with an assessment. So the assessment can take, it depends on what grade they're at. So like if they're a third grader, it can take about two and a half hours. 
Um, and it will assess them from kinder all the way to their grade level on the Common Core Standards. And it's a learning platform that my families have access to. So I do it in person. I assess them. I, and it's so lengthy and in-depth. But I just want to know where did they miss? What Common Core Standard from what grade? So mm -hmm. that way I can focus in on that and develop that standard with them. So that way they can progress even further. Because I don't just want to guess. If you are if you say like, oh, my child hates reading. And you're like, I, I think it's phonics you need to work on. Well, I mean, you can say that, but I don't want to waste any time and you're, you're investing in their education. And I take that with like a high regard and I don't want you to waste your money. So mm -hmm. I start from the, I, I start with the testing, the assessment. And then from there, I'm able to pinpoint, okay, what standards are the most critical we need to focus on. And then from there, keep on developing those. And so based on that, um, like, let's say it's a third grader who hates reading and I find out in their assessment that they don't even know the letter sounds like they get confused with the the P sound, the Q sound, the R sound, the S sound. Mm -hmm. And that means that they don't have confidence in those letter sounds. So they're not able to blend those letter sounds confidently as well. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, OK, so I need to start with the letter sounds from the very beginning. And then we need to go into blending and then we need to go into three short three CDC words, short vowel words, and then long vowels. And so there's just a step to the process. And then after that, then I give them a book and they're like very short decodable books. Bob books are a great one. I love those. Mm -hmm. And so they'll read those and I'm like, oh my gosh, you just read a book. Amazing. And then like, we're all cheering them on like parents and me. And, and so they, they feel empowered with that. They're like, Oh my gosh, I did read a book. And then after that, you of course, like build upon, and then you give them a more challenging book and a challenging book, but you can't just give them just because they're in third grade. You cannot just give them a third grade book. Mm -hmm. If they're, if they're intellectually only able to read at a kindergarten level. So mm -hmm. I start them for where they're at and then develop that and then move forward. And so, and then I also remind parents, like, if you want to develop, if you want your child to develop a joy for reading, then you have to make the time to read with them or even show your child that you're reading something too, because your child will mimic everything that you do. Like sometimes like you have to be careful with what you say, because they will say it later. Yes, <laughs> that's so true. And so just to kind of summarize and recap what you said, and I think this can really apply for mostly all subject areas. If they don't want to do math or writing or reading to start at the level that they are and build up from there. Mm -hmm. And even if that means going back a few grade levels and, or maybe just going back to the basic foundations and then build up, because mm -hmm. if we start like where their grade level should be, they will just feel defeated and unsuccessful. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I also tell parents it's like working out. I mean, I, I feel like we can all understand that scenario of working out. Like we want to lose 30 pounds. And so we go to the gym one day and we are working out for like two hours and then we're like, okay, we have like, we have this goal. We're going to lose those 30 pounds. And then the next day we're so drained and retired. And so then we don't go. And then we start feeling this guilt and the shame. And then we just are like, okay, we're a failure. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, no, you have to be consistent. If you want to, if you have that big overarching goal of 30 pounds, like you have to be consistent every day and then develop the skills to be able to shed that weight in the habits and the routine of like community healthy and all those things. Yeah. So it's the same thing when it comes to reading or writing, it's, it's a muscle you have to exercise. And mm -hmm. so yeah, and then I also, uh, I also went ahead and 
for your listeners, I created a freebie. So with effective strategies in there. So if you can put that in the show notes, it mm-hmm. has five effective strategies for reading. And then I also show a chart on there of the steps of reading comprehension. And then I also have strategies for math too. Wow. That is so helpful. Thank you for doing that. Um, yeah, I will definitely include that in the show notes. Um, so what other like challenges or roadblocks come up with students in, let's talk about math since we kind of talked about reading, like what kind of challenges come up and how do you tackle them? So for math, I think we're, I think one of the most recent challenges I've had was when a student of mine, she's a fourth grader and she's learning fractions and division and she's struggling. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't, I can't do, I can't do my homework. I can't do this. And then her mom's like, you know, I've tried to show her how to do it. And, and she, she kind of gets frustrated. And so she's just like, I can't do it. You do it. And so I'm like, well, I know she's on this at school. However, it's and I tell I tell the parent and the child the same thing. If she's struggling with division and fractions, most likely it's because she's struggling with multiplication facts. Mm-hmm. So just like a video game controller, if your child is playing a video game, imagine that they are trying to play this video game with looking at the screen and their hands behind their back. How are they going to play? How can they access the moves on their controller? They don't even have the controller. The multiplication facts are the controller to be able to even do division, to be able to do the fractions. They need to be well-versed in their multiplication facts. So just showing parents that I know you're frustrated and I know you want them to be able to master this skill but they cannot master that and so showing parents that we need to go back and helping them shift their mindset of like do you want your child to just pass this their homework assignment or do you want them to develop the lifelong skills that's going to be able to help them progress and develop their skills even further so that way they are able to achieve the overarching goal of division and fractions. And it may take them longer than other students, but we want your child to have success. And the only way to do that is to start with the foundation. Mm -hmm. And so that's helping parents like shift their mindset. It's also helping students feel heard. And they're like, okay, it's not just me. Like, it's like, well, it isn't you like it's, Mm -hmm. it's just the process. And so I'm, I'm there to help communicate and be that, that, um, just like that, that voice for the both of them, because as a parent, as a child, there's a lot of friction and frustration and stress. And obviously I I understand that. Um, However, it's always helpful when you have somebody coming in and like being able to just be an outsider and just speak life into the both of you, like, okay, you are both correct in your own way, but let's just shift our mindset to see it in this other way first. Right. Yeah, that's so helpful. And I think it goes back to what you said earlier, again, is go back to the foundation, like find the problem and fix that problem. Don't just try to like teach them the fractions because they're not going to get it if they don't know how to multiply. So Mm -hmm. it's that same concept. So that's great. Um, How about for like spelling in general? Kids have a hard time spelling and they just can't get it. Like what what would you suggest for that? And so for spelling, I also included the, a video tutorial in the strategies freebie. So with that, there is a tutorial on there where it talks about rainbow tracing. And so 
every, and this goes hand in hand with the words that we are learning from uh, phonemic awareness, to phonics, all of those words, we still do rainbow tracing. And then it's just a habit that they continue to develop. But what essentially it is, it's getting a flashcard, writing the word with a Sharpie. So the parent will write the word with a Sharpie and then the child will get five colors. Doesn't matter what color. And then your child is going to spell out the letter and say it out loud as you're writing it once at a time. So like, let's say cat. So they're like C-A-T, cat. And so they're going slowly doing that. And a lot of, a lot of the times the kids will get frustrated and they'll be like, they'll, they'll keep on tracing it. And they're like, they, they finish C-A-T and they're like, okay, C-A-T cat. I'm like, nope, do it again. And mm-hmm. I tell them to do it again slowly because I remind them like it's a multi-sensory experience. And so just like you remember where the subscribe button is on the YouTube channel, or you remember where the buttons on your uh, game controller are without looking, mm-hmm. it's because you develop that habit of, and so we're trying to develop the habit, the same thing with spelling. So they rainbow trace it. Then we, on the back, we'll draw a picture and a sentence with the word. And then after that, we'll go ahead and throw a ball back and forth and they're spelling it. So like we're throwing a ball, they're like C, A, T. And so it just registers in their mind because when they come to a spelling test, I've had this multiple times where children have test anxiety. And so this is helpful, the rainbow tracing and saying it out loud and throwing a ball back and forth, something so simple. And parents are like, I don't know if it's going to work. It's like so simple. You can do it at home and you have all the materials and the tools that you need. Maybe just go get those flashcards and they have them at the Dollar Tree, like 200 for a dollar 25. And so, and so, yeah, so do that. And then, and then when it comes time to their spelling tests, the anxiety will, it will be decreased because they're if they ever overthink it in their head and they're like, oh, I forgot how to spell that word. Their hand will remember it. Mm-hmm. Their hand will remember it, or they'll remember the voice that they said out loud mm-hmm. of how they spelled it, mm-hmm. or visually they'll remember. So it's like it's incorporating all learning styles. Yeah. And so that's why it's been proven to be effective. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Um, and so kind of shifting to more of like the social emotional component of what you do with children and parents, what major roadblocks come up or like which roadblocks come up the most um, when it comes to growth mindset? I think the most major would be the fact that children do not do not share with their parents that there may be a bullying issue at school and so maybe a child has made fun of them or called them stupid or said something to them and the parents don't know. And it's not because the child, the child doesn't feel safe telling their parents. It's just because they, the, the child is afraid to like tell mom or dad and they're like, the mom is going to be like mama bear and head over. And that's their interpretation, even though like parents are like, no, I wouldn't do that. I would talk to you first. And so children just, a lot of the times they'll have that mentality. So as I'm developing a relationship with them, since I'm working one-on-one with them, I'll ask them about their day and I'll ask them questions like, Oh, who did you play with today at recess? Or, Oh, what did you learn from math today? And Oh, like, what are your friends' names? And then, so little by little, they'll start, they'll start trusting me and letting me know like, Hey, you know, so-and-so said something about my hair today and that hurt my feelings. And I'm like, okay, well, your hair is beautiful. Or, so-and-so said something about my shoes or just little things. And so I'm reminding them like, 
not everybody is going to like everything about you, but you need to like yourself. You need to love yourself. And I, and that's why we start with those affirmations every session, because we don't know what children are being, what are being like, what, what is being said to children throughout the day since they're at school eight hours a day. So just starting that, and it takes like less than a minute to say those with your child. So doing that is so powerful. Yeah. It's like, something that you're like, Oh, less than a minute, but you know, and that's some parents are like, Oh, I don't know if it's going to work, but it's like so powerful because as a parent's telling that to your child every day, then like when somebody else says something to them, they're like, Oh no, like Mm -hmm. I know I'm beautiful or I know I'm smart or I know these things. And so whatever anybody says, like, I'm going to like block it out. And so, and then I, when children will tell me something like that, that somebody said, I'm like, well, do you believe that? They're like, no, I'm like, okay, then it shouldn't matter. And Mm -hmm. I tell them like, even as an adult this day, I get people like trolls on Instagram and TikTok and I just block them because there's no point in me giving them the energy because I know what my purpose is and what I've been called to do. And if I allow anybody's negative negativity or energy get to me, then it's robbing me of like what I'm able to give to other people that really need it. So no, that's so good. How about when kids say, like, I can't do this, or this is like too hard, or, you know, they just feel that defeated that we were kind of talking about earlier. Yeah. So when they say that something is as challenging, I'll let them know, well, of course, it's challenging, because it's something new. And I relate to them and I have empathy for them and I show them, you know, like, remember when you, like, remember when you first learned how to ride a bike and I let them know, did you just get on the bike and you just, you started riding? They're like, no, I'm like, same thing. You're learning something new and you have to have grace with yourself. Even to me, like today, like I get frustrated with technology and I have to remember, like, I, <laughs> I am not a web developer, but I'm trying my best. And I like, I'm always on YouTube researching tutorials And so I let them know like, Hey, I'm in the same boat. Like sometimes I want to throw my computer, of course, but I can't do that. But I relate to you. Like you just want to rip up your homework. I get it. And so when kids hear that, like, okay, because a lot of the times parents don't have the time to, um, to just like acknowledge that part and relate to them. Mm -hmm. They're, they're, they're busy. And so they're just like, okay, do your homework or do this. And so just, I let parents know like, Hey, remind like, and I'll call the parent in if, it's something that they're really struggling with of like, I can't do this. And I mean, I've had that before where I'm sitting there for five minutes trying to encourage them and it doesn't work. So I'll have the parent come in and help me. I'm like, okay, like, have you ever made a mistake? Can you tell about your experience? And then that works because then the child's like, oh, okay. Like mom or dad has made a mistake before or they had gone through something challenging at work and they understand too. Okay. And that works. And honestly, prayer helps. And so I do not do anything without prayer. A lot of my students, um, yeah, it's all prayer. It's all God. And so I am a believer and what I do is I cannot do it without God. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's so powerful. And I love that you do the affirmations with them at the beginning of the day. I think that sets the tone with, or not the beginning of the day, beginning of your session. I think Mm -hmm. that sets the tone and that is something that, you know, I actually just did a post about this, like make the first five minutes of your day or um, make your first five minutes of the day successful with these three tips. And one of them was saying the affirmation. So I think that that. really is great. And it, it does, it sets the tone even for like us as adults, it's very 
important and very, um, what's the word? Like effective, Mm -hmm. (laughs) very effective because it, even if we may not believe it in the moment, like the more we say it and the more we get it kind of ingrained in us and in our children, the more we'll fall back on that rather than the negative thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good that you do that too. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's amazing. So kind of just to clarify, you work with kids um, in person, right? In person. Mm -hmm. Okay. And where are you located? I'm located in Orange County, California. And so if you're in Orange County, you can reach out to me. (laughs) Where can people find you? At, on Instagram, it's I-N-T-E-L-L-I underscore underscore G, so Intellige. And then also on my website, www.intelli g.org. Okay. And I'll include that in the show notes. Okay. And is there anything else that you want to add or tell our homeschool parents? So for homeschool parents, I do want to just speak life into you and just remind you that you have been called to be a homeschool parent for a purpose and you know your children the best. And so as parents, I know like it can be very challenging and tough and you just become frustrated and want to throw in the towel. Instead of throwing in the towel, just give yourself grace and give yourself rest. And it's okay not to follow a plan every single day. You can always switch the plan to whatever works best for you. And, and yeah, you and also just remember your why of why you are teaching your child mm-hmm. and also creating that that safe you're, you are the one creating that safe learning environment you're able to teach them in the way that they learn best you're able to be creative with them and those are the memories that they are going to remember for the rest of their lives moving forward they're not going to remember if you did the laundry or you didn't clean the living room they're going to remember the memories that you made with them and so just keep on going don't give up oh that's wonderful advice (laughs) well thank you so much Rebecca it was such a pleasure chatting with you and getting to know more about what you do and thank you for sharing those amazing strategies to help homeschool parents and parents everywhere I mean even if your child goes to school it is super helpful so I really appreciate you thank you thank you so much